0: Well, ready or not, here we are. Welcome to the first episode of Gathering Space. We've got to live and to love and to pay the rent. While we're waiting for more clarity on how to do that without destroying everything, we're going to spend some time making this podcast. We're here to heal our stories around worth, work, and making ends meet. Maybe you'd like some of that too. If healing justice is your thing, if in your heart there's no creativity without accountability, if a little tenderness around living, loving, and paying the rent is needed, then you're welcome here to gather a little space too. This podcast is being recorded on March 20th, 2019, at the place where the two rivers meet. Gathering Space is committed to learning and practices of decolonization and believes that indigenous liberation is an essential precursor to the well-being of us all. My name is Nathan Victor Fawuz and this is my project Gathering Space. You can make it your project too. You can make Gathering Space as big or as little as you like. Just don't make it so big you never start or so little you forget to attend your decision to join along. Try to make it just right and then try again and again, and again, until it is. Today is our first day, in our first month, in the first of five years of gathering space. A project that orbits around the simple question, how can I give more space to who I love, what I'm interested in, things I care about, and the dreams I want to develop and nurture. True to form, I feel unprepared to launch. Not because I've not thought through this project, Not because I've not mapped it out in great detail, not because I haven't lined up a number of wonderful collaborators or written numerous scripts or recorded hours worth of material, but because I'm unsure how to talk about something that is a process before it is a product. I'm a person who needs a project. I do better with a project, and that's precisely what gathering space is. A project, not a product to the best of my knowledge, there's no advice on how to create enough of an unformed thing to launch a podcast or build a website around it. In creating this gathering space, I've had to fight hard against the impulse to look more together than I am. I've had to fight hard to not make myself into some reliable, marketable business entity, some expert. I've had to work hard to record this one-take wonder and say in vulnerable sincerity, I am here because I need this project. I need its rhythms and themes, I need the warmth and firmness of its structure. I am not here to teach you how to gather space in your own lives, but to gather space in my own and offer this opportunity for you to join me in this work in your own way. Today is March 20th, 2019, the vernal equinox. At 3.58pm Mountain Standard Time, the sun will ingress into Aries and mark the beginning of the astrological new year. In future episodes of this podcast and eventually on the Gathering Space website, www.gatheringspacepodcast.com, I will get much deeper into the astrologicals. But for today, I'm going to stick to its themes just enough to get this project off the ground, just enough so you can play along too. So, before any story, any elaboration as to form and structure, let's begin with the process itself. I am alive. You are alive, we are alive. That's the process. We're alive, we're living. But what is this life? Well, for the purpose of gathering space, we're gonna consider life to be just that. Life, aliveness, simple. And for this month of gathering space, we will consider the heart of life to be the spaces within us where life force energy is nourished and nurtured by our own vitality. For each month of the first year of this project, we will consider the heart of life from a different perspective. So this month, we're looking at the heart of life as the place where life force energy is meeting vitality. The ways in which we nourish and nurture our ability to remain alive on this planet. Next month, we're going to look at resources. The month after that, communication. The month after that, ancestry, and so on and so on. At the end of the first year, moving into the second year, we'll return to these themes and deepen our look at them, and again, and again, and again. But back to this month Gathering Space, Year One, Month One. Life force energy can be configured or called anything that works best for you, from the functioning wonder of the autonomic nervous system, to spirit, to soul, to God, to the spaghetti monster to the inspiration and exhalation of every breath, it really doesn't matter to me what you consider to be your life force energy. The important thing is that it matters to you. Hey, a quick note for my fellow neurodiverse peeps. With the change in season, spring in the Northern Hemisphere, autumn in the South, I get there could be quite a lot going on. Maybe the voices are here, maybe the walls are growing, maybe we're numb or numb on numb, maybe we have a plan. If that's the case, connectivity can feel quite strained and all this talk of life force may feel heavy and alienating. If that's the case, first, I'd like to offer you my love and witness here such as it can be. Second, I would encourage you to reach out to affirming, supportive, safe, and or containing humans if you can. And third, I would invite you to consider yourself in this cycle of the season change, life disrupted, out of time, out of the rhythm of everyday life, as uniquely positioned to witness and appreciate life force energy, even if it feels like it's having its way with you, especially if it feels inaccessible. We who are on the outside are skilled and practiced onlookers. Okay, if life force is that energy that animates our aliveness, vitality is what we do, say, think, feel, eat, create, and move toward that nurtures and nourishes our life force. In short, vitality feels good, not the high-end, too-hot or slow-cold good of escape, but good is in in harmony, in time, in rhythm, in flow. Many people self-flagellate with technique in the name of vitality. Diet and exercise come readily to mind on this front. But really, anytime we use the phrase, get it together to admonish or hurt ourselves for not being someone we imagine, that's self-flagellation. That's not what I'm looking for here in gathering space. There's a Goldilocks feeling to the place where life force and vitality come together. If you know it by feeling, wonderful. If you do not know it, equally wonderful. If you're alive at all, that's a sure sign that life force working with vitality are in line, at least some of the time, doing their thing. Conscious awareness is not a precondition to impact. It's perfectly fine to hold in faith your aliveness is enough And as we move through the months and years of this project, awareness will come at just the right times, in just the right ways. Between now and April 20th, when the sun ingresses into Taurus, we will be gathering space around what it is to be alive, what it is to bring awareness to our life force energy. We'll offer our gentle curiosity to strategies and practices of vitality. Throughout the month, I'll offer notes here on the subject, and I'll be joined by two friends of Gathering Space. Tiffany, of Fox and Owl Tarot, who will be offering this project a spread and their perspective as a narrative therapist for points of reflection on life force and vitality, as well as Jen, of Finding the Heart of the Warrior and Tidal Heart Healing, who will be offering us a meditation in support of and to honour what is alive within us. For today, I'd like to offer the following practices. I consider them foundational and they were born out of the conversations that started Gathering Space, And I practice them in sequence, but you don't have to. And you don't have to practice them at all. I hope it goes without saying, but I am going to say it anyway. Take from gathering space what has meaning and value to you. Leave the rest. Oh, and another thing. I want to make it really clear. I am not a psychologist. I am not a therapist. I am not a licensed practitioner, medical um, healthcare provider. I am just a person doing a project. And so, if this project works for you and your body-mind, great. And if it does not, also great. But I'll leave it to you to self-select and understand that none of the advice that I am giving is medical advice. Practice one. Gather space. We are who we are. We have what we have. And time is what it is. All that in place, it is tempting to tell stories of too much or not enough. It takes a great deal of imagination to generate a story and a great deal of energy to live by one, especially if the story doesn't fit. This first practice, gathering space, is an exercise in liberating the imagination. Okay. Consider the whole of your life and time and space. Consider your actions, your energy, your desires, your relationships, and your resources. Good. Now, for the sake of this practice, let us imagine that everything is just right. Everything is in just the right place in quantity. That you are in just the right place in quantity. Knowing that just right doesn't mean easy. Knowing that you might be on the edge of some new growth, feeling a bit like the whole human equivalent of that painful sensation before a sneeze. Imagine that even that is just right. Okay. The whole of your life is just right, you got it? Even just a little shred of it, even just for a moment, a shimmer in your peripheral vision, any part of it, get it. Got it? Good. Now, what parts of your life would you like to gather a little more space around? I don't mean you're gonna gather space around something so you can make yourself into some imagined better you. No, no, no. What parts of your life would you like to gather more space around in order to witness your life more thoroughly or hold your life more compassionately? What parts of your life are asking to be aired out and released? What parts of your life would like a little more space? Or a lot more space? What parts of your life are cramped into corners that are too small or too dark or hiding under the bed? What parts of your life feel good but you only feel into them during the hours of 10 a.m. and 1159 a.m.? What parts of your life make you feel possible, make you feel anything that you want to feel? That's it, that's the practice. I mean, these are my questions. You can write questions of your own. And this practice of gathering space, you can do it once in a while or several times per day. The surest indicator that you're resonating with this or any other practice is that when you do it, you feel activated, as in energized, rather than activated, as in overwhelmed. Or for my neurodiverse peeps, activated as in energized, rather than activated as in anxious or hypomanic or numb or self-harming in thoughts, words, or actions. Not that there's anything wrong with those expressions, but the point of gathering space for myself as a neurodiverse peep is to step Sort of one side over from pathology regardless of what pathologies are activated within me or what experiences of mind or body that i'm having it's not to ignore those things it's to know that those things are there and love parts of my life including those things but maybe parts of my life that are adjacent to those things or maybe parts of my life that sidestep those things or maybe just the parts of my life for which those things are not a barrier I wrote that section in my script and then I typed it out on my website and I recognized that I um, edited it a bit on the website and it's a lot more clean and polished there. So neurodiverse beeps, if you want to check it out, um, it's in the practices section on the website. Uh, thanks for your patience. What do I mean by activated as an energized? Well, That's different for different folks, it's even different for the same person in different seasons or different times of day. For some people, energized will feel very get up and go. And for some folks, energized will be spread out and slow. Some will feel a lifting, others will feel a comfort, some will have it in a flicker, some will feel a sustaining support. The important thing is that you attend your practice with care and kindness. Gathering space may not be easy, but it is meant to feel easeful. I've been engaging in this practice for months now, and I've observed that I want to gather space around my family, my creative projects, my ritual work, and my resources. And under each of those general categories are heaps of specific ideas and examples. There's no need to get into that level of specificity unless it brings you a sense of aliveness to do so. We have a lot of time to practice. You miss out on nothing when you allow for what you can do to be counted as enough. I mean, do the practice if it resonates, no need to overdo it. The second practice I'll offer, which has a PDF on the Gathering Space website, gatheringspacepodcast.com, click on Practices, it's called Gathering a Day. Here's how the practice works. Somewhere at or near the start of the day, select something, one big thing you want to gather space around, or some general attribute that you know will help you through your day. For example, mine today was simply the word, yes. Write this either physically or on a sticky note in your heart and be sure to put it somewhere you'll run into it. If you're using the PDF, this attribute goes in the center of your large circle within a circle. After you've done that, take a little look-see at your day. You may have a thousand million things in it, but I want you to distill or reduce those thousand million things into three areas. We're gonna call this today's Trinity. For example, my three areas for today are gathering space, because I plan to launch my podcast and website today, apartment because I plan to grow out the tile I just laid in the bathroom and parenting because I get to pick my kids up at the end of the day and immerse myself in their exuberance and rhythms. Once I have my one big thing and my trinity for today I can use them as touchstones, uh, points of reflection. I can come back to them throughout the day. Often I'll get called back to them when part of my day feels really compressed or tight or gnarly, or I feel grumpy, or tantrumy, or whining, or I feel really spacious and open and possible. Anyway, at points that either I predetermine by setting an alarm on my phone, or setting visual reminders in my environment, or just go with my intuition, I stop and I ask myself, what am I feeling right now? And how is my life force? What of what I am doing is contributing to or distracting from, rather detracting from, my vitality? How is what I'm doing connected to my trinity for today? And how is any of this in relation to the one big thing I really wanted to carry through the day with? After I've stopped for some awareness, I can then evaluate, how do I feel about that? Is my life working for me right in this moment? Am I working for me right in this moment? Is there anything that I need to recalibrate so I can feel more aligned? Does something in my actions or thoughts or stories or areas of focus need to shift? Is my one big thing bringing me ease or harm? For example, my one big thing today is meant to ease my intended actions and reduce the hold resistance has upon me. But if, as I'm evaluating at some moment in the day, I observe a lot of resistance, Then I notice I'm trying to use my one big thing to boss myself around rather than to support me in my activities for the day. Or perhaps rather than apartment, say, that was one of my trinity for today. Rather than apartment, I keep turning toward astrology. I mean, I didn't pick that as an area of focus for today, but I just keep turning to it. And and not just listening to astro podcasts as I grout the tile, but what if I'm focusing on other people's charts and stopping apartment working to... Astro working that kind of thing, well then maybe I need to accept that apartment is not happening today, and astrology is. To offer guidance here, I recommend the wisdom of opposite action. This comes to me from years as a pathologized subject in therapeutic settings. I am not a licensed psychologist, nor am I formally studied in this modality, just experienced as a practitioner. So these are my impressions of opposite action from my experiences of applying it in my life. If you consider yourself an expert or have a different perspective, please offer it in the comments on our uh, social media, uh, Facebook or Instagram, Gathering Space Podcast on both. Anyway, back to the example where I set apartment as one of my uh, three areas, part of today's trinity, but found myself pulled to astrology instead. I can look a little at how I am in the world and apply opposite action to see if it adds to my sense of vitality or draws away from it. For example, if I'm a bit of a magpie, Shiny objects can catch my attention and draw me toward them. I have lots of practice in this area of saying yes to this and this and this and that, such that at the end of my day, it feels like nothing I intended was accomplished. So opposite action in this case would be to keep bringing myself back to my original three areas and to draw myself back to the needs of my apartment rather than ahead toward the curiosity that I'm holding for astrology. For another example, what if I'm a little bit of a mountain goat? I can get my head down on a task, plodding one foot in front of the other, to the exclusion of all else, often to my exhaustion. Well, in this case, opposite action would suggest I break out of this rhythm of attending my apartment in favor of attending astrology. It takes some experimentation, and I'd love to know how this goes for you these practices of gathering space and gathering a day, this strategy of opposite action, you can comment here or visit the website www.gatheringspacepodcast.com. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and share your experiences. Until next time, fellow space cadets, remember, you are alive. As you move forth in your day, may the world rise to meet you. May the life force of your being be supported, nurtured and nourished by your practices of vitality. May you love and be loved. May you be free. That's done. Alright, I'm gonna, um, I guess, just edit each of these paragraphs together. Because I did not just do this in one straight take. Honestly, every paragraph I stopped and started the little machiney blooper here. Um, and so... Anyway, I'm going to edit them together and post it, and I'm going to call this my first episode, and it's imperfect. And that's going to be fine because I did not come here an already expert at podcasting. I came here as somebody who is interested in learning how to podcast, and I figured making a podcast would probably be the best way to learn. Thank you for your patience with my, uh, I don't know, whatever you felt you needed patience for today. And uh, I hope that you stick with me and I look forward to this project as it unfolds. Ah, that end. Is that really the end? That sounds so much less nice than my prayers of Mayu Dadida. da Blah. Hmm. Beep boop.